0: Citizen sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids.
1: A new Paramount Plus original docu-series. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho college murders. There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Wait a roommate. This uh, is a huge night. the truth from you. you. Hashtag cyber sleuths. The Idaho murders now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus.
0: Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Sunday, April 19th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is Bucknuts Almost Live. Gonna mix it up for you a little bit today. An entire show dedicated to basketball. We're gonna be joined by Evan Daniels, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. Going to put in context what is going on at Ohio State. Been a ton of transfers recently. How healthy is the program? Evan gets into detail on that. Breaks down all of the new personnel coming in, be it recruit or transfer. Lets you know guys going out, how they might fare. Very interesting discussion with the best in the business, Evan Daniels. Sit back and enjoy. Bucknut's almost live. As promised, Bucknutters, we are joined by Evan Daniels, Director of Basketball Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. Evan, thanks for making some time for
1: us today. Of course, man. I appreciate you having me on the show.
0: Evan is the man when it comes to basketball recruiting. Anyone who has a Twitter machine knows that now. Anyone who has been around 24-7 Sports knows that. What I'm going to try and do today is put in context what is going on at Ohio State relative to the rest of the world first. What are your thoughts on the Ohio State program in general? Your thoughts on Chris Holtman and maybe who do you consider Ohio State's peers right now? Meaning um, if Ohio State fans are going to judge their success against another program, who do you think would be in their mix?
1: Well, I think you have to start with your conference. Um, so probably the, the school is at the top tier of the conference. Look, Ohio State, Chris Holtman, um, it's a, a pretty healthy program. And Chris Holtman is a, a tremendous basketball coach, and uh, he's had success from a recruiting standpoint. And I think uh, when you're judging yourself Uh, against your peers. It starts at the conference level, and uh, so, you know, I think that they're probably judging themselves against the Michigan State and um, Maryland and the teams that routinely finish at the top of the league.
0: There's been some thought lately that Holtman, given the current conditions, is going to try and reproduce Butler in Columbus. Do you see that as a possibility, or do you agree with that
1: assessment? I mean, look, I think Chris Holtman wants to have success, whether that looks like what the success looks like at Butler or or what it looks like uh, is different. Um, you know, look, I, I, he's a like I said, he's a really good basketball coach. He's going to build his program. I don't know that at this point Butler has anything to do uh, with Ohio State outside of that's where he's came from. I think he's going to try to build his program with the best way he sees fit and with the um, the best talent and the, the the guys that can that fit his system and, and fit how he wants to play. So I, yeah, I mean, I think I think he's just going to try to build build it his way.
0: You mentioned that you thought the program was healthy, and I think there are some people who think they've seen so many transfers that they question that. Statistically, since 2015, Ohio State has 20 commitments. 11 of the 20 have transferred. If you take the top two in each class, seven of the 10 have transferred. Now, the 2015 class, the Jaquan, Lyle, Daniel Giddens class where everybody left was not his, and the D.J. Thunderbird class was not his, and even 2017 wasn't his, but. In 2018, you know, they signed four guys, and Luther Muhammad and G. Don are gone. In 2019, D.J. and Carlton, Alonzo Gaffney are gone. Can you put in context whether you feel that is normal, egregious, based on, like, the current transfer climate?
1: Well, I wouldn't say it's egregious, and I do think that each transfer is looked at separately. Each program and their transfers is looked at separately. Um, Ohio State certainly hasn't had the most transfers out of – any team in the country. I think Wichita State had seven or eight. Um, There's been a number that have had four or five. Um, I I wouldn't call it egregious. Uh, And and what I mean by when you have to look at each transfer and and look at it separately is there's sometimes when uh, a transfer leaves, uh, it's better for the overall program. There are are players, and I'm not specifically speaking to Ohio State when I say this, but there's players I know at other – big-time conferences, um, and maybe it's the best player on the team, and, and they decided to leave this year, and one of the coaches on the team said, hey, we got better. That's what he says to me, uh, obviously privately. But I, okay. I just think that there are situations where, while um, the public, the fan, um, sees the numbers and the production, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And a lot of stuff that goes uh, on behind the scenes about uh, with the team, uh, with the kids individually, there's just a lot of factors here, and there's a lot to, to go into um, some of these situations. Uh, from Ohio State specifically, you know, obviously um, there was some issues with DJ Carton in the middle of the year. He stepped away from the team. Uh, once that happened, I don't think it was going to be a surprise if he opted um, to leave. Luther Muhammad uh, just wanted a bigger role offensively, basically, and You know, look. When you look back at his last year, he didn't have a a real efficient year from an offensive standpoint, but he does bring defense to the table. Um, But I think he was just looking for uh, a bigger role.
0: Do you think he's going to get a bigger role at Arizona State?
1: Um, I mean, that's a great. That's a. That's probably more of a question for Bobby Early, but. I think that they'll try to play him to his strengths, which I think is what Ohio State did. I don't know if he's offensively equipped for, you know, being a primary scorer. I don't think that that's his biggest strength. I think his strength lies in his defense.
0: I would agree, and I would also, and this is me speaking, not Evan, I've had a chance to see both Holtman and Honey in action. I would rather have Holtman be angry at me for turning the ball over, but I digress. Let's talk about that class a little bit. I was super high on EJ Liddell. He's coming back. And then you have Ibrahima Diallo. Gaffney is, of course, gone. I had the chance to be a little bit behind the scenes on the Gaffney commitment. I never thought he'd last at Ohio State. So can you talk a little bit about Liddell and Diallo, just what you think of their futures?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Liddell, I think you can expect to make a jump this coming season. I probably would put Dwayne Washington in that category too. But EJ Liddell is a guy that's come out of high school, a top 75 player. Uh, a guy that was very productive. He's got a unique game, a little undersized, but plays hard, competes. You know, this past year he almost averaged seven and four points, I would imagine. He, he takes a pretty significant production jump uh, from his freshman season uh, to his sophomore season. So he, he would be a guy that I would really look at and say, um, I think he's going to gonna make a jump and, and provide more impact for Ohio State uh, during during his sophomore season.
0: Some of the guys they've brought in, there's going to be four new names, team Brown, a wing, Zed Key, kind of undersized big, and then the two transfers, Seth Towns and Abel Porter. Can you give everybody kind of a quick snapshot of those dudes?
1: Yeah, so I think it starts with Seth Towns, and he's a little bit of a mystery, while very talented. Um, keep in mind that he's barely played the last two years because of injury. Um, we're going to see how he comes back from said injury, Uh, When he was healthy, uh, this was a really talented kid and a guy that uh, was very productive for a a very good Harvard basketball team. Um, Seth's obviously uh, a local standout coming back home, averaged 16 points, nearly six rebounds a game. Um, His last season, 2017-2018, he shot 44% from three on 143 attempts. So uh, that's really impressive. So I, I think uh, a healthy Seth Towns could certainly help Ohio State next year. Uh, Abel Porter I don't know as much about, but I know that the Ohio State staff thinks um, that he can come in and fill a role uh, and help them. In terms of their uh, high school kids, Eugene Brown is really intriguing to me, and unfortunately he got hurt during the senior season, so didn't have an opportunity to evaluate him. Well, I guess I did see him early in the season, but I think he's a guy that that can help on the perimeter with his wing scoring. Uh, I remember seeing him you – know, I'm sorry, I relayed that wrong. I saw him in his junior season right before he got injured, and he was injured throughout um, the junior season. But I really like his ability to shoot the ball and score. Six-foot-six, good shooter off the catch, competes and plays hard. Um, I think he can bring bring shooting, scoring and, and a guy that, that could be a versatile defender. And then Zed Key, I think it's all about rebounding. He's a tad undersized, but he's got this thick build. He's physical. He's tough. He competes. He plays hard, and he rebounds. And I think rebounds translates to every level. So, like I said, there's concern. Like if you go to our
0: message boards, that people think it's an epidemic transfer side of it. I understand that you know when it's happening at at our program or someone's, it seems more immediate. I Guess what I'm asking is when you look at the general transfer culture, you don't see Ohio State as an issue right now where we've never seen as many people transfer out of the program. Is that just the new normal?
1: Um, In some ways. I mean, I don't, it's not going to be something that I think occurs uh, at Ohio state every year, but I mean, I think that there's always going to be possibility of attrition. Uh, I think it's just the age that we're in now. Um, When things get tough, uh, not everybody is as equipped to, to stick around and, and see things through. And that's just the kid that we're dealing with in this present day and age. Um, but I wouldn't say it's a, you know, at Ohio State, I don't think that there's going to be three guys transfer every year. It, it, the transfer as a whole, and, and it's interesting because I've had a lot of people tell me that this year is the craziest ever band and there's going to be more this year than ever. And truthfully, I don't even see it that way. Uh, I think it, it, it's very similar to how things stacked up last year. Just this year, things started earlier. The process started earlier because of the no NCAA tournament. And if you look at the current availables for the on the transfer list now, it's dried up extremely quick. Kids, uh, once they realized that they weren't going to be able to take visits, this process moved and it moves quickly. But I think to answer your question in general, like I don't think this is going to be a yearly thing where Ohio State has three transfers, but I also think we have to keep in mind that there's always going to be possibility of attrition, um, not only from a transfer standpoint, but guys just deciding they don't want to be in college anymore and wanting to go pro, Uh, whether they're good enough or ready for that or not. um, That's just the age we're in now.
0: Like you said, you've had a ton of experience over almost 15 years. And what I'm trying to get across to people is the view on transferring, would you agree, has – drastically changed and increased in that
1: time? It certainly increased. I think, and I honestly, I think if this rule changes where kids can have a one-time transfer and be eligible right away, it's going to significantly increase even further. I think there's a lot of kids that stick around because they don't want to have to sit out a year. So I, I certainly could see it increasing further than it is right now.
0: Who benefits from all this? Is it just a complete free-for-all? Do you see a certain level of basketball benefiting more from the increased transfers? Is it going to be where the rich just always get richer?
1: Well, from a one-time transfer position, I think the elite schools and blue bloods will benefit more from it than the lower schools. I mean, I think that – I mean, I've even had college coaches tell me that they'll only recruit transfers if that's the way it goes. And they won't recruit high school kids anymore. It's, that's a very strong statement, Evan. Yeah, I mean, but I think there's validity to it. If, if you're a top-ranked school, why not just wait, wait that extra year? A kid goes to a mid-major and develops, and then you can go pick him off his team. And that's exactly what's going to happen. And, wow. you know, the Blue Bloods are going to get who they want, and then the next tier year high majors are going to do similar, and maybe even the Blue Bloods pick off guys off of that good high major team. I mean, it's, it's just going to be a cycle. And once this one-time transfer goes through, everybody calls it, you know, says the wild, wild west. Well, that's exactly what it's going to be. You're going to have college coaches recruiting other players in layup lines. That's that's going to be the deal. Wow.
0: doesn't hurt your job, but still, you're going to have to get even another cell phone if that takes place. Let's put everything into context now. What do you see basketball-wise from what you've been hearing, and I realize we're speculating, Let's just finish with this. What do you see kind of in the next six months?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. That's, an, that's a question that I can't answer, but I think it's actually a question that no one can answer. Uh, I think it's it's nothing but unfound speculation at this point. I, I don't think anybody could possibly answer that question uh, without, the, without knowing when and how the country is going to fully open back up and what type of guidelines, social distancing guidelines, are going to be allowed. Um, obviously, from a basketball standpoint, recruiting has been affected greatly. Uh, there wasn't a spring evaluation period. The question is, is there going to be a summer evaluation period? Is is it logical to think that there's going to be AAU tournaments with 1,000 teams and a bunch of fans in the same complex? Probably not. And I think that's a reality that we're facing. And it's going to be difficult for the, especially the class of 2021 – who basically just had their spring wiped out, likely have their summer uh, wiped out. It's it's interesting times in the basketball recruiting landscape, and I think people are going to have to get creative. People are going to have to adjust, uh, and that goes for me too. I'm used to going to all these AAU tournaments and evaluating players uh, live at those events, and I think there's a pretty strong chance that there's no summer. That's going to really hurt. Uh, the college coaches from an evaluation standpoint and the players from a getting seen to earn and gain scholarship offers standpoint. It's uh it's unique times. For those who don't know, and I will
0: guarantee this
1: because I've been doing this for a long time, Evan
0: Daniel is the best dress reporter in the game.
1: When you're doing <laughs> your
0: zoom calls and such now, are you going with the suit on top shorts on the bottom party on top dance on the
1: bottom? <sighs> <laughs> I've done it before. I actually did it yesterday. It's it's uh it's funny. I got one of my close friends has been staying with me during the quarantine, and he uh he took a picture of me with shorts on and the 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 tie and the the jacket up top. But honestly, it's not usually the way I roll. Usually, I go full uh, full suit.
0: Just for ha ha's. Is that is that a case of feel sharp in that outfit? Because I'm serious when I say this. You got some serious threads to the point where at one convention I said to my wife, Man, he's spending a good portion of that check on threads. So, what started that? Because, <laughs> as you well know, it's not just that Evan looks good. We, as sports writers, often look bad. Okay. We're not the most svelte group. We're not, no one's run on the 40. There's no combine being held it's in the press box. And then this <laughs> dude walks in. So, explain that. It's just the way you set yourself apart.
1: Honestly, fashion clothes is just something that I've always. I don't want to, I don't know if I'd call it a passion, but it's just something that I've always been into. And, uh, I happen to have a, a weird liking for, for suits and, um, dress attire. And, you know, most people don't like getting dressed up, but I, I kind of enjoy it. Um, and, uh, you know, I always said, you know, if I'm going to go on camera or, or, um, be at a, a business function or, uh, at an event, you know, I want to be the best dressed person there. I, uh, that's that's just kind of always been my mentality, and I don't I don't know if I would say that I do it to stand out. It's just something that I've I've always had a a liking for and um, uh, a passion for.
0: Mission accomplished. Evan is the best in the business. We're thrilled he could spend some time with us on this Sunday. Evan, thanks a lot, man. Have a great day.
1: Hey, Dan, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, keep it up, man. You do a great job, and I appreciate the compliments. And if I can ever jump back on here again, I I would love to. The hit Paramount Plus original docuseries returns. The last time I saw Max, he looked at us laughing, and then everything changed in a blink of an eye. My feeling as a detective is that he was murdered Yahoo Entertainment calls it a spine-chilling docu series showcasing real-life tragedies. What about your child who you went missing we need to know the truth Never seen again now streaming on Paramount Plus.